On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to The Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Wednesday, December the 1st. It's a brand new month starting today. Ian Cameron, Jimmy Murphy, we'll have Andrew McGinnis with us soon as well, uh, ready for the Wednesday NHL card. Shorter card than yesterday, but boy, we got some beauty matchups here tonight. A couple of really good ones, especially Colorado and Toronto. You know, Philly and the Rangers isn't that bad either. And of course, Pittsburgh and Edmonton. You know TNT is going to hype it up as McDavid versus Crosby. You just know it. But as I always like to say, it's Pittsburgh versus Edmonton. Think of the teams first. Think of the team. The team. Uh, but it should be a good one there. Penguins uh, and Oilers tonight. So a great Wednesday card. Uh, before we get to that, let's look back at last night. And boy, last night was a, for, for the crew, it was a collective phenomenal night. Uh, in terms of betting on the in, in NHL action for all of us, it was just a phenomenal night. Eight and one for me uh, in the NHL last night. It was definitely my best night of the year. You know, I've had some really good nights, like a five and two. I've had a six and three kind of night, but I've not had an eight and one kind of night yet this year. Uh, that was great to see, and really everything played out the way I kind of expected. It started with Washington and Florida. What a hockey game that was! Wow, four to one for Washington, Florida with four unanswered goals for a five to four victory. Uh, another over involving the Capitals and Panthers. That's now eight and zero to the over in the last head to head eight head to head meetings between these two teams. Another high scoring affair last night, and an incredible third period comeback from the Panthers. Uh, when you see it, four goals. Ryan Lomberg gets it going. And that's double whammy for the opponent when he scores because he gets under the skin uh, of every team uh, that Florida plays. Uh, and he only also gets on the scoreboard to start that comeback. Uh, Luostarinen continues to play well, got a shorthanded goal to make it 4-3. And then the two Sams, Sam I am, Bennett and Reinhardt, um, getting back-to-back goals, including Reinhardt's goal with 15 seconds to go. I do feel bad for our guy Alex B. Smith, though. He did have the draw in that game, and it looked like it was going to overtime, but 15 seconds left. Reinhardt gives Florida the 5-4 win. Uh, Jimmy, we'll get your thoughts just on this game before we get into the rest from last night because this was a crazy hockey game and a sh- one hell of a show of resolve from the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to switch back and forth as much as I can. Obviously, I was focused on the Bruins' Red Wings, uh, which, by the way, the, the Red Wings uh, came through there on that regulation win. Uh, but, you know, the thing with Florida, that that to me was a big game for them, right, guys? Because we talked about this yesterday, how they had been fading. They're starting to play more mediocre hockey. Uh, their defense was lacking. Now, it was, it was lacking a lot last night. Uh, but they found their offense and they found their groove. And, I, I mean, that was a gut check win, the type of win that they're going to need to stay in that race uh, for the top spot in the East, which I think they can still get. So, 
uh, that's a big win. One of those, it's, it's one of those wins, you, you know, you kind of go back when you're in April or May and you look back and the season's winding down and you're kind of looking, where did we go right or where did we go wrong? That could be one they look back and say, this is where we went right. So a big win for the Florida Panthers. Yeah, it was absolutely. And of course, playing in revenge for losing in Washington last week, and it didn't look good for much of that game, but they uh, come back and they show you the firepower they've got, even without Alexander Barkov. And uh, Bobrovsky, look, not the greatest of starts to the game for him, but boy, he put up the brick wall in the third period uh, to keep Washington at four and allow Florida to come back and win that one. Uh, as Jimmy mentioned, the Detroit Red Wings with a two to one victory against Boston now. You could say, hey, it was the game was stolen for Detroit by Nadelkovich, and he was outstanding. Uh, but still, even though there were 42 shots, Jimmy, am I wrong in saying that it didn't feel like all of those shots were quality scoring chances? At least for me watching the game, not all of them were. Yeah, you know, look, I I, I hate doing that because I think it's it's a it's a crutch sometimes, you know, and and it's it. I feel like it's a disrespect to the goalie. I, you know, Bruins fans will do that all the time. Well, we, we didn't play well. It wasn't a goalie that made 63 saves. It was like I was at a game one time, Ian, where I, I, I'm going to show my age now, and you all know I'm 47, but I, we're going back, way back. There was a game at the old Boston Garden, the Quebec Nordiques, and the Boston Bruins, and Ron Tugnut, there's a name for you, 73 saves he made in one game. And the guy next to me said, well, wasn't really that great. None of them were really good shots. I'm like, dude, I mean, it, sooner or later when you get to 60 shots, you got to start giving the goalie a little credit. I think we were right at that point, and I, I'm not taking anything away with, from the Dalkovich, but I do agree with you that the Bruins weren't generating the best shots. But there was a period there. I, I forget exactly where it was. I want to say like in the second period. Remember uh, Taylor Hall got called for a penalty, uh, goalie interference. And the Bruins is good. The Bruins were swarming then. And he definitely held the fort down then. And then, you know, look, I'll give Mark Stahl. He's public enemy number one today after what he did to Bergeron. And then he gets the game winner. Uh, but he played a hell of a game. And, and that Red Wings defense stood tall. Uh, and I think that's why you can you can say fairly, without disrespecting Nadelfovich, uh, without disrespecting him, I mean, there's a really solid team defense performance by Detroit Red Wings, and we know that's how they win games. I mean, when that team buckles down, uh, they look like the old New Jersey Devils, and and they really just bore a team and, and draw you to sleep. And it was not an exciting game, but it was a solid, solid road win by the Red Wings, exactly what I expected on a team right now in peril, and that is the Boston Bruins. Yeah, and uh, again, Jimmy mentioned yesterday that it's not just Detroit. We had I had Detroit plus one ninety. Jimmy had Detroit plus one ninety as his best bet yesterday on the show. And he mentioned yesterday too, and mentioning the, the Detroit recommendation. This won't be the first time he's looking maybe to recommend going against the Bruins this week. No, uh, he, all week I'm going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they've got some problems. Nashville all of a sudden is playing some better hockey, and they just put the boots to Columbus last night. And that's yep. who Boston's got tomorrow night in uh, Music City. Uh, and then you're back to Tampa on Saturday in Boston. I mean, it's it's not getting easier. And God knows, I mean, I'm just waiting, guys. I feel like it's just going to happen within the next 24 to 48 hours. We might not even be talking about a game in, on Thursday. I, there is going to be a COVID outbreak with the Bruins. It's happening. I mean, yeah. it's coming. You know, their whole, the whole Providence team is shut down. There's yeah. two guys on the roster on the Bruins that were there with all those Providence players. I mean, it, it's it's bound to happen, and it, it's going league wide right now. It's a scary thing. It's a it's a frustrating thing, but it's it's part of the game this year. Yeah, and it's only going to get you know more concerns. Part of it is fall and winter season. Everybody's indoors again, and you're getting more yep. positive uh, cases. Nobody's wearing masks in those arenas. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. Like they're saying they're enforcing it, but they're not. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing too. I mean, people are, you know, lackadaisical with the, uh, with the, you know, the, the regular, the measures, the health measures, you know, yeah. to, uh, against it. And the th second thing too, and it's going to be even more, what makes this more even worrisome moving forward is the Omicron uh, that's uh, coming into right. the uh, U S and Canada, the new strain from South Africa uh, yeah. and, and those African countries. So that now is putting another little pro uh, pro potential problem moving forward. Uh, yeah. I'll see it a little here, events. you know, I'm working on a story today and I'm still trying to gather more info from my sources, but it, as far as I've gathered so far, uh, there are serious, serious discussions uh, right now. I mean, it's, there could be a decision coming soon on what happens with the Olympics. I know they have until January 10th, yeah. but I think they want to figure this out a lot earlier because uh, they have, they have to look ahead and, and say, how much does this really benefit us? I mean, I would, I, I want to see the guys there. I, I want to see the best on best, but at the same time, is it worth potentially screwing up your whole season? I mean, what if they go to the Olympics, right? And they get COVID there and they have to stay and remain in China yeah. uh, and can't come back to their team, you know, then what? Then, yeah. then we post game, we postpone games in March and then you're dragging into it. And then it's going to all of a sudden we're playing the Stanley cup in August. It's just you know, like we've done before. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to get back to normal. I just I just don't think it's feasible at this point. I'm sorry to be Sally Downer, but I'm just being realistic. It's it's not a good sign right now. No, it isn't. We've seen the Ottawa Senators get shut down already this year. The New York Islanders are in the midst of a pause right now uh, as well. The Bruins, as Jimmy's alluding to, might be on the verge of one uh, in the coming days. So, yeah, uh, definitely some concerns moving uh, forward uh, with, uh, you know, just some disruptions to the season schedule. So, yeah, I mentioned Nashville winning 6-0. Uh, St. Louis with another comeback. A lot, lot of comebacks last night. St. Louis had another bad third period, and then they sh or first period of falling down 3-0, and then they yeah. shut out the Lightning the rest of the way for a 4-3 a shootout win. You know, I warned everybody about Jersey yesterday with Jack Hughes coming back. That it, man. It's just not an automatic win anymore when the star player comes back because everybody just sloughs off and, hey, it's going to be all right. We don't need to work as hard. It's Everything's going to be fine. And you're out of sync, and everybody just relaxes a bit yep. when they see Jack Hughes come back. And San Jose uh, takes it to New Jersey last night, 5-2, to two in j spoiling uh, the return uh, of Jack Hughes. Uh, Dallas keeps on rolling. Six straight home wins for them, 4-1. to one. Uh, against Carolina. Man, I don't know if I've seen Braden Holtby play that well uh, in a long time. Uh, some of the saves he made, and man, he made a sequence of saves there. He was sprawled out across yeah. the crease and just diving and just, you know, all-out effort yeah. to keep the puck out of the net. It was an unreal sequence. Then it ends up in his glove. Braden Holtby turning back the clock with an incredible goal-tending sequence in that victory against Carolina. was pretty an elastic groin. I think he's got an elastic groin. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how anyone wouldn't have a complete groin pull after what he was pulling off last night. But, hey, credit to him. And, you know, you keep mentioning it. You've been mentioning it through this whole win streak they're on, Ian. Uh, and I think it deserves a lot of recognition is Rick Bonus and, 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 and what he said and the way he, he took a bullet for the team and then also the, the, the you know, players-only meeting they had. And ever since then, things have been great. That's You trace it exactly back to that day. The players yep. only meeting bonus to the media saying, everybody relax, chill out. We know what the problem is here. We're going to get it fixed. That's exactly what he said. And he was confident. He was just very emphatic. You know, the night they had the players only meeting and they had a bad loss uh, right before that, that night. And he was emphatic. We know what the problem is. We're going to get it fixed. And it's yep. been a different Dallas team right from that very moment. 
Uh, and I was thinking going back to Jersey to the Jersey game too. I yeah. mean, I think maybe we have to apply your observation to a game tonight that I'm sure we'll get to uh, in Toronto, but we could see that same situation happen with a with the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, and it happened with Crosby with the Penguins earlier this year. They lost to New Jersey at home. I'm starting to think that's yeah. a bet on situation on uh, when a, when a when a star player comes back, bet against that team. <laughs> It's looking like it. It's certainly been that way with multiple uh, multiple situations lately uh, across the National Hockey League. So, yeah, it's definitely something to uh, keep an eye on uh, for sure. Uh, another crazy game last night was Anaheim, L.A. If you stayed up late to watch the three-way face-off, man, did that turn into a crazy, insane third period, much like we saw with Washington, Florida. L.A. was up 4-1 to one at one point, um, or Anaheim was, I should say. L.A. roars back, ties the game at four, and then the Ducks prevail 5-4 in a shootout. Wild one between the Ducks and the Kings last night. Uh, Anaheim gets the uh, victory there in that one. Another goal uh, for Troy Terry. And some of these players that I've mentioned for player props with the Kings in previous games involving L.A. this year, they both scored. Kempe and Ayafalo, you know, two guys that have really improved for the Kings uh, over a spot uh, over a long period of time here for the Kings, they continue to get better at the offensive end of the ice, more impactful, and they both scored for the Kings. But great hockey game there between the uh, Ducks uh, and the Kings last night. Anaheim with the uh, 5-4 victory uh, in that one, and of course we got to talk about the Wild. Terry Edelman's Minnesota Wild 5-2 over Arizona. Uh, that was a great result. I think we all liked either Minnesota team total, the, the over for the first period, the over for the full game. I know Alex bet both of those. I was on the over for the full game. I was also on as my best bet, Minnesota to win and over five and a half against Arizona at plus 120, Jimmy. I couldn't believe it when I yeah. saw that price. That combo bet, I was stunned. It was that, that, the value was that good on it. Plus 120 for Minnesota to win and over five and a half goals in that game against Arizona. So happy to see that result. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and we, we kind of, that was one of those, you just, it, it's one of those, you see it on the schedule and you get pretty psyched because you, you just know there's going to be goals. And it's one of those situations where you just, you got to ride your gut. You don't think about it too much. Just do it. And for anyone that did that, they're, they're a happy person today. Absolutely. All right. So there you go. That's a look back at last night. Let's turn the page to Wednesday night in our six-game slate. We will start with the Philadelphia Flyers and the New York Rangers. Rangers minus 180, home favorites. Six the total here, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Boy, it's been a uh, terrific uh, stretch of hockey, without a doubt, for uh, Gerard Gallant's Rangers team. It has not been for Alain Vigneault's Philadelphia Flyers team. Uh, six straight losses now for the Flyers. Uh, struggling mightily right now at this point in time. And it's not going to get any easier here against this Rangers team that's actually coming into this game very well rested. They have not played since the uh, Thanksgiving showdown, which I believe ABC was calling it uh, on Friday afternoon in that 5-2 uh, victory over the Boston Bruins. So it's been a little bit of downtime. Catch your breath, get some practices in. Uh, they've now gone, I believe, 7-1 and one in their last eight games, the Rangers. We'll see if they can uh, keep it rolling here tonight against the Flyers. It's the first meeting uh, this year between these two teams. Flyers have actually had a good amount of success in New York, uh, but 6-2 uh, and two the last eight head-to-head -head meetings. But, boy, it's a team that's just struggling right now at both ends of the ice. The offense really hasn't been there consistently. Uh, the Flyers in their last uh, five games, you look at their offense, they've scored uh, eight goals in their last five games combined. So that's just not going to cut it uh, for Philadelphia. And the Rangers, they, they obviously we know they have the offense, and they've shown that lately. Uh, the Rangers have scored four goals or more 
uh, in, it looks like she's, it looks like six of their last eight games, the Rangers have scored four goals or more. So they have been very good uh, offensively. Uh, we Capo Caco starting to heat up for them, which is great to see Lafreniere starting to get it going. And that's not even mentioning Zabanajad and Artemi Panarin and Chris Kreider, who's having an outstanding year. So if they're now going to get Capo Caco and, um, Alexi Lafreniere getting their offense revved up. Holy goodness, tough offense, tough, tough team to stop. It'll be to go with Igor Shosturkin and his terrific, sound, sturdy, solid goaltending. More than solid. He's been terrific this year uh, for the New York Rangers. They haven't confirmed him in net, so the only thing I'm waiting on is Shosturkin. I don't want to back the Rangers with Georgiev. Mm -hmm. Georgiev definitely has struggled. I would expect Shosturkin here uh, in this game tonight. It's not a back-to-back. Uh, Rangers don't play tomorrow night, so I'd expect it to be Shesterkin. If it is, I'm not going to overthink it or overcomplicate it. Rangers in regulation, you know, is the bet that I'm going to be looking at in this game if we get the confirmation that Shesterkin's in net. Um, when a team's on a losing streak, I either bet against them, like like Philadelphia is, six in a row they've lost. I either bet against them or I, I pass the game. And right now, Rangers minus 120 in regulation is what I'll be looking at here, uh, assuming Shesterkin is confirmed in net. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Flyers, Rangers. Yeah, this is this is going to be a great game. Uh, it's one of the toughest, I think, on the card to figure out just uh, based on where each team is. The Rangers are playing some great hockey right now. But on the flip side, Chuck Fletcher's on this trip with the uh, Flyers, and that's never a good sign for the coach or the players when a team is struggling. Uh, you know what that means. Uh, he's, he's doing some evaluations uh, and some big changes could be coming if things don't change. And, I, I you know, Elaine Vigneault, is far from safe as far as I'm concerned behind that bench. So I'm going to go with the Flyers on this because, as we said last night, I think it, this is a much more desperate situation than the Florida Panthers. But this is the gut check game, I think, for the Philadelphia Flyers. If they lose this game, uh, we might be looking at a different roster or a different coach within a week. So I like the team to rally together. Kevin Hayes always plays good when he goes back to New York. So give me the Philadelphia Flyers on the money line. All right, upset special here for uh, Jimmy Murphy. First game on the card on this Wednesday night. Philadelphia plus 160 uh, for him in this game. Uh, again, desperate times. We'll see maybe getting on the road helps them. One thing that does concern me, even though Rangers and regulation is what I'm looking at here, is that they've been off since Friday. I'm sure people are just so thrilled with how they're playing. And you worry with that amount of time, does it disrupt their little rhythm they've got going uh, right now, the New York Rangers? But uh, uh, right now it's still very uh, – noticeable the difference between these two teams right now we'll see if the flyers can do anything about it tonight all right we have andrew mcginnis with us good to have andrew back uh, with us here on the uh, wednesday show andrew uh, good to have you what do you think here flyers rangers good to be here guys uh yeah you know i, I first glance you you want to ride the hot team uh, philadelphia flyers are a team that i've been kind of up and down with all season i've kind of gotten some shit from people about how i was kind of uh little rough on them out the gate with the season and then they actually played pretty good hockey and then they kind of fallen off a little bit so uh maybe what i was saying about them not having a deep roster is coming to you know is coming to life because uh goal scoring has kind of been inconsistent for them as of late but really a lot of what jimmy said there is what's kept me off taking the rangers and lately what's been working for me with the nhl is you know uh what should really i should have been should be doing the whole time is convince yourself why a team could lose or why an upset could happen and, and evaluate those odds. And um, I like where Jimmy's head is in this game because, you know, we're, if you're taking Philadelphia, you're still back in a team that hasn't played great hockey recently, but is it the best spot for New York? Is it a spot where they could be a little flat? 
potentially. Um, what I do like about New York, though, and, and you've capitalized, Ian, on some goal scorers and stuff like that, is that they are getting production from not just a couple of the main guys throughout the lineup. Uh, but Shesterkin's just unbelievable. This guy is great. Um, and I'll say this, you know, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but, you know, we've had European goaltenders play great and get great recognition. But I'll tell you, you know, guys, I, I've, I've found that, you know, I think some guys like that, if he was American or Canadian, he might even get talked about a hell of a lot more. Uh, and he is a great, great goaltender. He's locking it. I'm not saying he doesn't get credit, but uh, I feel like just listening to the media and stuff like that, he might not even get as noticed as he should. So I like the under in this game. I think it'll actually be a low scoring game. And uh, a lot of what Jimmy said about, you know, pressure being on the team, coaching staff, management um, might kind of inspire a really tight checking performance. So two good goaltenders, two teams, I think will give a full effort. So give me the under here. Um, I like New York a little bit, but uh, I don't think it's a great spot for them. So it's a good, good price for that dog. You know, it's a great price for that underdog tonight. Yeah, Chuck Fletcher on the trip. This was a good, good quote I found, actually. I'm reading through the some of the uh, lo- the Philadelphia Flyers on The Athletic and some of the quotes. He's like, to me, this is a massive week to get our house in order. There you go. And he's on the trip to oversee it. So let's see if that wakes up and snaps the Flyers to attention tonight. Jimmy's sort of thinking it might. Uh, will it be good enough to win the uh, game tonight against a, a surging New York Rangers team? Uh, that ends up being the ultimate question tonight. Uh, Colorado and Tor- uh, by the way, before we get to Colorado, Toronto, Chris Otto, we got to mention it one more time, and I want to mention it because the Rangers are involved in this. These third period overs with some of these teams this year, it's 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 insane. And you know, now we got to start paying attention to them because this isn't like twelve and ten or fourteen and eleven or these kind of records. Some of these teams with third period overs are like sixteen and three. 17 and three, 16 and four on the season to the third period over. And the New York Rangers are one of them, 16 and four to to the over in the third period uh, this year. Uh, You look at last night, we had two teams, the New Jersey Devils and the Boston Bruins. Going into last night, New Jersey was 16 and three to the over in the third period. Boston was 15 and three to the over going into the third period last night. Uh, what had ha- what happened in both games last night? Devils against the Sharks. We had a third period over. Uh, tons of goals in the third period. What do we see in Detroit, Boston? Another third period over. Two goals, both of them from the uh, – actually, one from Boston, one from Detroit, and there's another third period over. So there have been the Devils, the Bruins, the Rangers, uh, and the um, Oilers. 80% or higher win percentage betting third period overs this year. Uh, remarkable. This deep into the season, so keep an eye on this. Those are the four teams, 80% win percentage or higher with third period overs one and a half. Edmonton, 16 and four. Rangers, 16 and four. Bruins, 16 and three. And the Devils, 17 and three uh, this year. Just uh, pretty insane uh, when you look at uh, the track record there. All right, uh, let's move on. Colorado, Toronto next up. We got the uh, Leafs, uh, minus 120 to minus 130. Uh, home favorite, six the total in this one. I'm going to be pretty brief with this game because it's a pass for me. It's just spots that are dubious to me for both teams. We've talked about this. Crosby with Pittsburgh. Jack Hughes with New Jersey last night. Nathan McKinnon with Colorado tonight. It's not an automatic win for the team with getting their best player back or one of their best players back. It disrupts chemistry. It disrupts rhythm. Uh, it disrupts the flow just a little bit. Not that they're obviously they're thrilled to have these guys back, but we've seen multiple examples this year where in the first game with the key player back, they're out of sync, out of sorts, and they don't win. 
And we saw it again last night with New Jersey. That's the concern here for Colorado. The concern for Toronto is you're off an ultra-satisfying road trip where you won all four games against the Islanders, then all three out west against the Kings, the Sharks, and the Ducks. You're back home after that little West Coast sojourn. Everybody's singing your praises, and it's got Flat Spot City written all over it potentially for Toronto. So you got a worrisome betting situation on one side, a worrisome betting situation on the other side for me. No reason to bet pass for me in this game. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy? Avs Leafs. Well, you know what? I'm going to go with that philosophy that we're talking about. The star player comes back, and for some reason, the team's in disarray. So I like the Toronto Maple Leafs in this game on the money line. Plus, it's two good teams, two red-hot teams. Do I really want to bet against either one right now? Not particularly. That's another thought process running through my mind with this game. How about you, Andrew? Hopefully, you got a little something more than me here. Colorado, Toronto. <laughs> well, you know, just, just to kind of like elaborate on that with the star player coming back, it's really become a thing. And I think a lot of it is, I mentioned on the show last week about, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Remember when we were all betting against them or, or for a short period of time anyway, and people were when they didn't have key guys. But the problem is, is that once those key guys are out for, for a couple little while now, you kind of develop chemistry. And to me, the biggest fade when a player is out, at least a star player at first is the lack of chemistry. And, you know, teams have developed new chemistry with their new line mates. So, what they were able to do without McKinnon is unbelievable. And I'm right here thinking to myself when I'm watching these Colorado games, you know, I had the, a big play on the over uh, last weekend with the Avalanche. They carried that themselves. But I'm thinking to myself, man, like if they're scoring seven goals without Nate, what are they going to do with him back in? But to your guys' point, it does take some time to, uh, you know, get that stuff back. And McKinnon's still going to be McKinnon and do McKinnon things, but uh, you know, how his line mates and how that stuff all works. Maybe it takes some time here. Um, when I look at this game, I, I can't believe, you know, I'm going to continue to say this, but uh, I, I'm, I, I've been impressed with the Leafs. I've liked their defense, but in this game in particular, I'm going to keep riding those overs with the Colorado avalanche. You know um, it is the first game back. Like you mentioned, it's been hard to find the Leafs over there. Uh, that I've really liked so far this year as they played a lot better defense. But I think that this is a good spot for the over. And uh, I've seen lots of different opinions floating around uh, about this game as far as defense goes and the spot play. But I really do feel like uh, both teams could explode. Campbell is playing really well. It's hard to really go against this guy right now. He's been a brick wall back there. The defense has gotten a lot better. But the pace this game is going to be, I can't wait to watch it, guys. Um you know, I'm on, I'm going to have a small play on the over, but just from a fan of the game perspective, it should be a great game to watch. It's been an over series history recently. Uh, I'll I'll say that five and one, five one and one to the over in the last seven head to head meetings, Colorado and Toronto. And there might be some look. We we went through a very long stretch of the season for the last few weeks where we looked at Toronto being in these lower scoring grind them out games, a lot of unders with Toronto. But don't, and this is the scary thing for Toronto, scary good for them. Uh, although, of course, they could keep playing this way. We get to playoff time and it's out, out she goes in the first round again. And then it, and it's a moot point again. Uh, but the fact remains that right now, um, Toronto's goal scoring is coming and it's coming back. And we saw it at the end of that road trip against the uh, Ducks, against the Kings, and against the Sharks. The way they've ended that road, and that's the scary part about the Leafs right now. They've still got the good defensive play right now. The goaltending remains terrific from Jack Campbell. And even Joseph Wall, when he's been in there, has been a wall. He's been good. The defense is still there. And now the goals are starting to go in. 
for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're now all of a sudden putting up four goals, putting up five goals, six goals in that road trip out west against the Kings, Ducks, and Sharks. So they get both elements of their game, both sides of the puck working at the same time. Uh, that's what's going to be difficult for the opponent. And it's also why this might be the right time to jump in and maybe look to a few more overs with Toronto now that the goals are starting to go in and the power play is starting to work again uh, for the Leafs as well uh, in the last few games. And that power play was struggling earlier in the year. All of a sudden, the last few games, Toronto has scored a power play goal uh, in in five of their last eight games. So the power play is starting to connect for Toronto. So this might be the time to now pivot. You know, a lot of unders before, you know, they were winning a lot of close games because the offense was just scuffling, stuck in mud a little bit. Not the case anymore. So might be a chance now to look at Toronto maybe trending, at least in the short term, more toward the over. We'll see if that's the case here tonight uh, between the Avalanche and Leafs. All right, next up, we've got Seattle and Detroit. Uh, even money here, both sides, five and a half, the total shaded to the under in this game. Um, I got to lean Seattle here if I'm going to bet this from a side perspective. I mean, I, I'll take my winner with Detroit. Jimmy will as well last night, plus 190. Great spot. Great job to get that win over Boston. But now it's the second of back-to-back -back games. You exerted a lot of energy to try to hold up that lead. Faced 42 Boston shots, which Nadelkovich, as we alluded to earlier, was terrific last night. And now you got to play on a back-to-back -back spot here against Seattle team, which definitely has the rest advantage. After being off last night, they played Buffalo and, and drilled the uh, Sabres uh, by a score of 7-4 to four, uh, in that game. Uh, still stunned that there was so much under money uh, being bet in that game the other night, uh, and it ended up being a 7-4 hockey game, as that was minus 130 to the under uh, by the time the opening faceoff of that Seattle-Buffalo game, which was pretty uh, surprising to me. But nevertheless, Seattle... They've actually been crazy enough and over teams. So there goes that preseason theory of mine that they'd be in a lot of low scoring unders. That's not been the case. You know, there's been a few here and there, uh, but for the most part, they've been in a lot of higher scoring games. Uh, Detroit now after facing 42 shots. Doesn't this have that feel for Detroit of what Arizona went through last night against Minnesota? where, you know, they had that big bingo scoring tight check. Exactly, Jimmy, that big low scoring one nothing win for Arizona against Winnipeg. Vimelka stole the game, and then the defense was gassed playing the second night of back-to-backs. The very next night against Minnesota, they give up five last night. It kind of feels that way for Detroit tonight. Floodgates might open. I would go Seattle. I would go over the total if I'm betting this game side and total-wise. I think the And the Kraken, look, let's give them credit. They had a dark, very dark time, a rough patch there, multiple losses in a row. But suddenly they're heating back up again. Four and one their last five games. The puck started to go in. Jared McCann, Jordan Eberly. I'll say it right then and there. Start betting these guys to score. Uh, they're starting to get some offense going for Seattle right now. Eberly's been good all year, but all of a sudden, Jared McCann starting to find his offense that he showed you at times with Pittsburgh uh, last year, which is good news uh, for the Seattle Kraken team. I'd assume we're going to get Grice uh, tonight for the uh, Detroit Red Wings on the back to back. Probably Grubauer uh, in net for Seattle tonight, but. I would still lean to Seattle here as a short road favorite and over the total uh, in this one. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy? Kraken wings. Jimmy Puck line on this one, baby, for the Seattle Kraken. I think there's a great spot for them for all the reasons you just said. They're playing great hockey right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Detroit showed a lot of uh, a lot of leaks, uh, that, but they were able to patch them up and sort of get away with it last night against the Bruins, and they were playing a team that's in disarray. So Seattle's a team that's got it together right now. So give me – Jimmy Puckline on this one. 
Yeah, and a Seattle team that's really seen their power play get going. Uh, the last 10 games, they've scored a power play goal in eight of the 10 games, uh, and they've had uh, you know at least one power play goal eight of the last 10 games. So that's been a difference maker for the crack, and the power play kind of struggled earlier in this year. It started to get it revved up with the special teams for Seattle lately. Uh, Andrew, uh, I know Seattle-Buffalo over. That was a, a big one for you on Monday. Uh, yep. What do you think here, Seattle-Detroit? Well, you know, I think Seattle's going to keep – beating the teams that they should beat is kind of what I'll say. And, and it's a great example that you put forward about uh, similar with what happened with Arizona last night. Uh, I had a piece of Arizona plus one and a half in that game against the Jets and they got dominated shots wise. The Jets just couldn't finish. And then we saw what happened yesterday against the wild. Um, I think very similar thing happened, you know, last night the Red Wings play, get the win, but um, you know, some of these advanced stats and numbers say maybe they shouldn't have won. Um, but it doesn't matter. You know, Boston couldn't finish. They turned the puck over in, un- un, you know, costly times. And Detroit capitalized. So I, I think Seattle is going to beat the teams they should beat. They have the scoring touch going for them right now. One thing I could mention is the over could be in play. You know, we have Seattle. They are still the 28th ranked team in the league in goals against. And let's not forget uh, Seattle in that game particularly. And I was so excited to cash the over in. You know, they didn't just hold that lead. Um, they allowed goals late in that game. And that's one thing about them is that they are not good at protecting leads quite yet when they do get them, which is why it's kind of tough for me to back them on a side, especially after putting up as many goals. I think it was seven goals they did. So lean towards the over. I do like Seattle, though, uh, and, and it is a pretty good price in the puck line. So I'll go right there. Uh, not my best plays on the card, but I do like them tonight. And I think Seattle will continue to roll when they should. Uh, but I still don't really trust them against, you know, bigger teams. All right. We uh, move on now to Vancouver and Ottawa, all Canadian matchup here tonight. Uh, uh, <laughs> not exactly the greatest teams, but nevertheless, Vancouver and Ottawa. I'm trying to make it glamorous here. Vancouver minus uh, 120 <laughs> to minus 125 road favorites, uh, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, handicapping 101 says when a team snaps that losing streak and they finally get a little positive vibes and momentum and confidence, you, you should try to back them the next time out. I could only back Vancouver uh, in this game, believe it or not. Uh, Ottawa, you know, you look at the way they've played since the COVID pause uh, for their team, 0 and 5. They've been just hemorrhaging goals really since the uh, return. Seven to Colorado, six to San Jose, four to Anaheim in a shutout loss, four to LA. Uh, over the weekend, uh, it has definitely uh, been a problem with this goaltending. DJ Smith already said after the San Jose game, he, like I say, the John Tortorella, similar sounding quote, can I get a save? No, he did, that's not what he said, but he's like, we need our goalie to step up for us. And that's not happening right now uh, for this Ottawa uh, Senators team. They're just, the goaltending's not been good. It's not, uh, it's not like the uh, team defense has been great, but I find in a lot of these games, you know, the team defense at times has been good enough. And then there's these goals that are just going right through the five hole, right through the wickets, under the arm. You know, these kind of goals that shouldn't go in on NHL goaltenders. It's been happening to Forsberg. It's been happening to Gustafson. And it was happening to Murray, too, before they put him on waivers uh, just recently, uh, the Ottawa Senators. So, I, I and plus you got Ottawa off the road trip, right? I mean, they're coming back home off that uh, road trip as well. Called the four-game road trip back home. That's not a bet on spot. Uh, I haven't been looking to back Vancouver very often, but I'll say this right now. In this spot against this opponent, absolutely, that's the only way I would go. Uh, Vancouver here, minus 120, minus 125. And with a total of five and a half with Ottawa, with the way the defense and goaltending has been this shoddy, it's hard to look at anything but over 
as far as the total goes as well uh, in this one tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Canucks, Senators. Jimmy Pass. There you go. I like it. Jimmy Pass for uh, Jimmy with the Canucks and the Senators. It's an ugly game, but, you know, that's the thing. Sometimes the ugly games are the ones that give you the good betting opportunities. Is that what you feel here, Andrew, with this one here? That's what I, I usually say the exact same thing, Ian, but, uh, you know, it's – it's Vancouver pass or over pass, but uh, I can't get to the window, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing the board pretty well in hockey right now, and it hasn't been betting these games. <laughs> What's this game? You can't, you can't put makeup on a pig's face? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. That's what this game is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Drake Batherson, yes, that is a good, good point. He is back. That's going to help. And, you know, this team has been ravaged. There's no question. Key injuries, COVID issues. Uh, throughout this uh, lineup, and that's significant for the Ottawa Senators, and maybe maybe a prop with him now because uh, you know he's going to be on the top line again. Uh, you know he had seven goals and nine assists in fourteen games. He's going to play with uh, Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris on that top line. So there you go, goal scorer prop wise, yeah, that might be something you look at there. Batherson coming back into the lineup for Ottawa here. Uh, in this game. All right, next up, we've got Vegas and Anaheim here. Vegas minus 160 uh, road favorites, five and a half, six the total in this game. You got to be a little concerned, don't you, if, uh, about Anaheim in this situation? I mean, they're off the uh, wild one against the uh, LA Kings in the freeway faceoff last night, 4-1 lead. They uh, cough it up and come back to win in a shootout, 5-4. Now they're on the second night of back-to-back -back games here uh, in this one, taking on the Golden Knights, who have just owned Anaheim. 5-0 and in the last five Meetings in Anaheim, 18 and three in the last 21 meetings. Now, the good news for Anaheim, even though it's a back to back, remember they were in LA last night. They're hosting Vegas tonight. So there's no travel. There's minimal travel at all uh, for this one. Uh, it's not like they have to get on a plane. They don't have to do that here. Nevertheless, I mean, they had a wild, intense affair with the Kings last night. Now you're facing a rested Golden Knights team that is coming off a 3 2 loss uh, to the Edmonton Oilers uh, on Saturday. Really good hockey game, back and forth. Uh, I enjoyed that one quite a bit, uh, the Oilers and goal. I didn't love losing the over in that game. I, I will say I didn't love that. Uh, but I did like the game itself. It was it was an entertaining game back and forth with the uh, Golden Knights and the Ducks. And, you know, these combo bets, and Allen's mentioning Vegas money line and over five and a half. He likes that at plus 220. I don't hate that either. And I've got to start looking at these combo bets. Could you imagine that the best bet last night getting that price, plus 120 for Minnesota to win? And over five and a half against yeah. Arizona. What an incredible value that was to get plus price with that. Plus 120 for a team that was a minus three. You could also just take Minnesota minus two and a half because realistically in that game, we all know that if we're taking the over, we know which team we're banking on getting those goals. Yep. And that would have come yeah. through for you as well. But that yeah. was only plus 120 plus one, same in the same price range. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're kind of equal bets because yeah. realistically, you're betting your Minnesota and the over. You're not, you're not, I'm guessing most people that bet that was hoping it'd be something similar to 5-2, 5-3, like we saw, you know what I mean? Yep. And I did expect Arizona to get at least a couple, and, and that's exactly what they did against Capo Kakinen, who, of course, the backup goalie last night uh, for Minnesota. But, uh, yeah, this is one of those spots where I would only look Vegas, and I was on Anaheim. Alex liked Anaheim last night against L.A., uh, and they got it done, but I don't like them here on this back-to-back -back against a Golden Knights team off a loss. And a Golden Knights team, let's be honest, they're as healthy as they've been in a while. You know, Carlson and Martinez are really the only two guys that are still out uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, but they got patches back. Uh, Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone's back there now as well. Uh, they're much healthier up front. Uh, 
and they're off a loss to Edmonton and they're the rested team and they're the better team. So uh, Vegas and regulation would be the lean here, but I like what Alan's thinking there. The combo bet Vegas and over five and a half, which is north of plus 200. That is, that's a terrific price right there. I wouldn't talk anyone out of that one either. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy? Golden Knights, Ducks. Sorry, guys. I, you know, this is an interesting one. I was looking at the side and uh, it's just, it's, I wanted to say over, but then again, you never know what you're going to get with these two teams in terms of the goalies. Uh, they can steal the show. So I'm going to go with the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights on the money line on this one, on the road. All right, going to play it safe here. Vegas uh, money line for uh, Jimmy in this one. I'll, I think we've seen, you know why I kind of, I'm okay with the over. Now, the one thing that does concern me is, look, Dallas Aikens is going to want the Ducks to clean it up defensively tonight. Obviously, when you blow a 4-1 lead uh, in the third period last night, uh, you're not going to be thrilled with your defensive game, and there's going to be a focus on maybe cleaning that up. But I will say this. The last three meetings between these two teams have gone over the total and nine and four in the last 13 to the over between Vegas and Anaheim. So uh, definitely series history points to some goals potentially being scored here. Again, we have no goalie confirmations. It should be Anthony Stolarz. Uh, I would be shocked if it isn't because we saw Gibson in net last night against L.A., so I think it's going to be Stolarz. And Stolarz had a great performance in his yeah. last start. And he's played well for them. So keep an eye on that. Stolarz has been a uh, an unexpected surprise in terms of how well he's played at times in net for Anaheim. And I would expect Leonard uh, for the Golden Knights uh, to be in between the pipes for this one. Uh, what do you think here, Andrew? Vegas, Anaheim. I really like uh, Vegas and Rag gave it out at uh, plus 105. I think it's a great spot for them. I think that they're healthy right now. It's great seeing uh patches back you know stones starting to settle in these guys are producing right away patch ready didn't waste any time you know getting back to his usual self um and the decor is getting healthier as well it seems like they're starting to take care of the puck a lot better and coming off a loss against a tough team like edmonton great spot for them to bounce back they've also had some great rest haven't played in a few days edmonton last night or excuse me anaheim last night the game they played and i, I was looking ahead to this spot guys and it was funny i'm just it, I don't know if you've ever seen I've ever seen that meme. It's like the person that's like really far away from like a burning house. I don't know. It's like a anyway, it's like that was me kind of just hoping to watch that game be a complete shit show, hoping the ducks play in a real bad game or a long game, or you know, just go ahead, guys, and tire yourselves out for me. And so win and more. win the game because yeah. it leads to them maybe being less yeah. focused. But you know, they're not gonna if they were they were pissed off if they lose a game like that oh. last, but they won it. And now they could be right for the picking today. Yeah. So I was just that guy, just hoping, watching that game with the hopes that a bunch of random shit would go wrong or uh, they might, you know, play in a track meet game that goes to quadruple overtime. <laughs> just tire yourselves out. I'm going to bet against you tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great spot for Vegas. And, you know, there's some, like right now, there's been so many upsets, money line favorites, big favorites every single night in the NHL. If you're blindly just betting some of these bigger favorites, you're not having success this year in the NHL. You have to look for these good situational spots, and I think this one definitely is one of those for Vegas here tonight. Yeah, they definitely are the much-rested team, much more rested team. They haven't played since Saturday, and we're talking Wednesday now. So they have had three full days uh, since their last game, which was a lot losing effort to the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, you, you definitely should get a pretty – uh, an energetic, you know, definitely fresh legs and maybe take advantage of this uh, scheduling spot here against an Anaheim team entering off a barn burner last mm -hmm. night against the uh, LA teams. What do you think about him? He had one. He does concern me, Andrew. He's the concern here 
for yeah. anyone on Vegas because, you know, he's been really good. Uh, you know, 2.39 goals against average, 930 save percentage. But I will say this. The shutout on Friday was against Ottawa. Okay, mm. you're not playing Ottawa tonight. You're playing Vegas, and they're getting healthier up front. So uh, I do want to calm down with too much Stolar's praise. But, look, in a short sample size, it's been really good for Anaheim. Now, will he be really good tonight against a little bit of a better opponent, better competition tonight? That still remains to be seen. All right, final game. This could be the game of the night. I mean, you could make a case for Colorado-Toronto, certainly. Even the Flyers-Rangers is interesting. But this could be it. It's TNT. 10 p.m. Eastern, Pittsburgh Penguins, Edmonton Oilers. And I want to remind people, it is Pittsburgh versus Edmonton. It's not just Crosby versus McDavid. I love how they make it one-on-one when it's a team game. It's the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Edmonton Oilers. Never forget that. Uh, Edmonton minus 120, uh, home favorites here, six the total uh, in this one. I'm, 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 I'm on Pittsburgh here. I am. And it pains me to say that because I don't like going against Edmonton a whole lot. But I look at Pittsburgh here. They weren't happy with their game against Calgary the other night. They lost in a shootout. And it'll look like, wow, another good, tough road game. No, Pittsburgh wasn't happy. Uh, They got outplayed for stretches of that game. They relied on Tristan Jari too much, and he was outstanding uh, in that game. Um, But they didn't like – that was the first time in a while they didn't like their road performance, their road game. You know, they felt they gave up a little bit too much. Uh, or a little bit too way- wayward with the puck. Turnovers were an issue. The transition game, you know, in areas where Calgary could transition with their offense, and, and Pittsburgh didn't like that. So you would think it's going to be imperative for them to clean that up tonight against Edmonton because those kind of mistakes like they had against Calgary, they're going to end up in the back of their net against this high-flying Oilers bunch. No question about that. But let's not forget that, you know, prior to the Calgary loss in a shootout, this team has been a road warrior the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think the capability is there for them to bounce back strong tonight in this game. And, you know, we got Edmonton here in a spot for them where they're returning, you know, off a little bit of a swing through the road here. It's not the uh, the absolute best situation in the world uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. It's not easy to go against this team. They're laying a short price. They're at home where they played great. But I just think that this line being short as it is, is kind of a telltale sign for me that Pittsburgh might be live in this game. And I'd expect them to play a lot better. We don't have goalie confirmations yet, I believe, here. Uh, no, we do. Uh, Tristan Jari against uh, Miko Koskinen uh, in net. And Koskinen was very good and has been very good lately for the Oilers. Don't want to take anything away from him. Um, but I just get that sense here for Pittsburgh. Uh, this is a, a spot where they're looking to play a whole lot better than they did against Calgary. And let's not forget that prior to that loss to Calgary, and they still almost won it, despite it not being close to their A game, um, they're going to be probably looking to bounce back and play a lot better tonight. And they had a great run on the road, and they've been a good road team all year, especially lately. So hate to do it, but Pittsburgh plus 110. I'm going to take it. I think it's a plum spot for them, and I worry about it, the spot here for the Oilers tonight just a bit. Jimmy, what do you think here, Pittsburgh-Edmonton? Well, you know, I, you know, and I completely agree with you. Let's not let's not forget this is a team sport, and and there's obviously some some more superstars in this game. I mean, obviously two of them on Edmonton Oilers uh, with Drysdale there as well. But but let's not kid ourselves. McDavid and Crosby are revved up for this. I mean, you know, they are. Oh yeah, these guys. This is they're revved up for this. They get up for these type of games, and I think they're going to put on a show. So uh, first of all, I've got goal props on both of them. Uh, I'm actually going to put a two goal prop on Sidney Crosby. I, I think this, he wants to come out and be like, Hey, I'm still the man here. This is still my league. You're getting there. You're the next one, McDavid, but you're not quite there yet, even though we know he is. Uh, but I think that's how Crosby approaches it. And then I'm going to take a draw. 
like I said, I think this is going to be a great game. It's going to be one you want to stay up for if you're on the East Coast. Uh, I like it to be maybe a 4-3 Pittsburgh win in overtime. So, But I'm going to go with – I'm going to stick with that draw with the great value you get there. Yeah, and I have no thoughts on the total. You notice I didn't even bring up the total, uh, and for good reason. Jari's playing great. Koskinen's been good lately. Pittsburgh, there's no way I'm taking a Pittsburgh game on the road over the total right now. I'm just not doing that with their t- with the way they're committing to playing good in their own zone and tight checking games on the road. But at the same time, I'm not ready to bet an Edmonton game under at home. <laughs> so it's, you know, you're going back and forth here with the total. It just seems like one mm-hmm. of those games where how can you bet an over with Pittsburgh on the road? How can you bet an under with Edmonton at home? So I'm not betting the total. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. I see that philosophy too. Ian, the only thing I would say is just what I said there with these guys wanting to rev it up. I wonder if the the t- teammates on each side, you know, teammates of McDavid, teammates of Crosby, kind of feed off maybe the the style that those two are gonna because they're gonna think offense, offense, offense tonight. You know, one's gonna want to outdo the other. Does that loosen up the rest of the team on each side, and does that create more offense? We'll see. But I'm not going near that. I'm just gonna stick with what I said. Yeah, especially I think you know what you do in this game if Edmonton gets the first goal, especially. Or even especially if they go up two nothing, then you hop on a live over. Pittsburgh's got to open yeah, up at that yep. point, and then they can't play that team defense and tight to the vest style that they've that's been thriving for them uh, in their recent road games. I really think that's a sound strategy. Edmonton gets the first goal, hop on a live over. I think that's going to lead to the game opening up if that transpires. Uh, what do you think here, Andrew? Obviously, great game. TNT. I think Sportsnet's probably going to have it on in Canada. Both sides of the border. This is going to be nationally televised. Uh, Pittsburgh and Edmonton. Andrew, uh, what do you think? It's going to be a great one. You know, it, it's. I say this all the time, but uh, our job is to find winners. But sometimes we're just hockey fans, and and like you mentioned before, we got a game like the Seattle game, featuring two teams that uh, you know aren't playing unbelievable hockey by any means. And that might be a game to find more betting value than this game, even though it's such a marquee matchup. So it's kind of like in the NBA, you know, last night, Warriors and the Phoenix Suns, the betting public are hammering one of those teams because it's the best game they want to watch. They want to have action on the game that they're watching. Uh, but there might have been a better game to, to bet on. And that's kind of the way I look at this game. I got two props I'm looking at. Goal scorers, number one, Jake Gensel, plus uh, 170. And number two, Zach Hyman, plus 180 to score. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a great night for both Sid and and, and Connor. But, um, you know, one thing great about those guys is the way they they draw so many people. It's like, a you know, uh, you know when you drop a bunch of food uh, into a fish tank, you know, and all the fish go together. That's kind of what happens when these guys start rolling. When Connor McDavid has the puck, you see it in the highlights. Four guys go up to him. If that happens again, he'll find his teammates. He'll find guys next to him, and it'll it'll start to happen with all the superstars. So um, I think Gensel has a great chance of getting one at plus one seventy. I think it's a great price for him to get going um, to, tonight. But uh, you know, I can't go away from the over in this game. I can't. I, I literally, I, I expect a higher scoring game. I expect these two teams to trade goals. I think back to when it used to be the Washington and uh, Pittsburgh rivalries. Every one of those games was so exciting. Crosby and Washington and, and Ovechkin trading goals. The depth guys coming to play. It just, I just can't picture a low-scoring two-one game. I can't. I can't do it. Oh yeah, I wouldn't bet the under, uh, for sure. Uh, like for for me, I, I would. I gravitate to the over, but it, the concern is going to be Pittsburgh's going to try to tighten it up a little bit. You would think, yeah. uh, especially early in the game. And if they get the lead. 
they're going to tighten it up even more. Mm. Uh, and because that's the, been their MO. You look at the Toronto yeah. game, you know, the Montreal game, you look at Winnipeg, all of those games, once they got the lead in that game, it was just shut down city. And they didn't give up much. Once they got the lead on the Leafs on the last road trip, Pittsburgh, they didn't give up many good chances. Same with the Winnipeg game. You know, they didn't give up many good chances once they got the lead. So uh, that's going to be the thing. That's why this is a good in-game totals betting game uh, in, for, for the in-game because you're going to be able to see if, if Edmonton scores first, Pittsburgh's got to deviate. and they got to open the game up a little bit, and I think that would be the time to bet a live over at that moment if Edmonton gets on the board first. That's definitely what I'm going to be looking to do here uh, in this game. Definitely a good prop game too as well. Uh, as Andrew mentioned, maybe look for some uh, decent uh, goal score prop, player prop points, uh, opportunities. Uh, there's certainly uh, still going to be some goals, you would think, uh, in this game, and uh, definitely a possibility to see that. Uh, it's very interesting that, um, you know, in a big game like this, you probably don't want to overcomplicate it, you know. Look for your big guns to do a lot of the, uh, the heavy lifting from a scoring standpoint. And by the way, for Edmonton, we talk about Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, or not Nugent, but Dreisaitl McDavid. But look toward maybe Pooley-Arvey starting to get it going. He's had a couple nice goals lately. So down the board a little bit, uh, some other players. that might, And, of course, never a bad thing to look at Zach Hyman, you know, with the season he's had for the Oilers. So uh, definitely good options here for uh, goal-scoring props. Uh, Gensel started to heat it up lately for the Penguins. So there's definitely some good options here uh, in this game in terms of props. And, by the way, regarding the third period over thing I mentioned earlier, Chris Otto, a remarkable job, terrific work keeping track of all of this the Edmonton Oilers are on that list one of the big four one of the teams that's 80 percent or better with third period overs this year uh, that's the Edmonton Oilers I think 16 and four uh, they are first third period overs this year so pretty remark uh, pretty amazing uh, that kind of track record so keep an eye on that maybe a third period over bet could be uh, worth a look uh, in this game tonight no question uh, that is a Pretty amazing streak, 16-4 and four to the third period over for Edmonton uh, this season going into this game tonight against Pittsburgh. All right, great stuff with Jimmy Murphy and Andrew McGinnis. That is our Wednesday show. Before we wrap it up, a reminder, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, great partners here with THPN and the Ice Guys and an official sports betting partner of not only the NHL, but the, N the NFL, but the NHL now uh, as well. So DraftKings, there's so many great opportunities uh, there with, uh, again, you, we talk about player props on this show all the time. Uh, DraftKings gives you a bunch uh, of great player prop betting options when it comes to NHL hockey uh, on a regular basis. So make sure you take advantage of that. Also, take advantage of what they're offering now in the NFL for new customers. Uh, you can be a winner with just one point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score in an NFL game can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score you do with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code 
THPN. All right, time for best bets now to wrap up this Wednesday show. I think collectively it couldn't have been a better night for all of us uh, with the Tuesday card and the Tuesday show last night. So let's see if we can duplicate that uh, here on Wednesday. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, guys, I'm going to have to go with the uh, puck line with the Seattle Kraken there over the Detroit Red Wings. All right, Seattle Kraken plus 275. Giving you some value here again, my best bet. It is Jimmy Puckline, exactly. Uh, that's what he often does. Looks for that extra value. Seattle minus one and a half, plus 275, best bet for Jimmy Murphy. Uh, Andrew, what do you got for best bet? Give me Vegas and Reg. Uh, I think it's a real good spot for them. Anaheim, like I said, happy they won. Happy they were involved in a track meet game. I think it works out for us tonight. Back-to-back for the Ducks and uh, well-rested Knights team. All right, Vegas and regulation uh, for uh, Andrew McGinnis here. Uh, you can get a pretty good price on that. It's plus 110. In a, in a lot of spots right now, that regulation price. So it's a good one if you like the Golden Knights. Vegas and regulation, plus 110, uh, best bet for Andrew McGinnis. Uh, my best bet is going to be I was on well, I was on Minnesota and, and over. I'm tempted to go Seattle and over, five and a half against Detroit, but I'm just going to go over uh, the total uh, with that one tonight. Over five and a half at even money, plus 100. Seattle, Detroit, over five and a half. Very similar thought process to Arizona, Minnesota last night. Arizona had to gut out a low-scoring win against Winnipeg in shutout fashion, and they were gassed defensively playing the second night of back-to-back on the road against Minnesota last night, and the defense caved in and and gave up goals in bunches. I worry about that for Detroit tonight, you know, after the 2-1 win against Boston last night, and now they're back home traveling. Uh, That defense could be worn down. Seattle takes advantage. They've been scoring more goals lately. But Seattle been trending over as well and giving up some. So I think Detroit can find the back of the net enough as well. So Seattle, Detroit, over five and a half, plus 100. That'll be my best bet. It was either going to be that or Vancouver. And I decided, no, Vancouver can't be best bet material. I like Vancouver. But come on, we're not putting them yet in the best bet category uh, right now. So we're going to go with Seattle, Detroit. Uh, over five and a half plus 100 for my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to, on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast whenever you can't watch the show live. For Jimmy Murphy and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.